don't want to be strong like men who look pretty. I want to be strong like bitch that fight bears in the forest. Welcome to another episode of Bitch vs. Bear with your hosts, me, Amber, my bestie, Sydney. Woohoo! We are co-owners of Shield Maiden Training Co. And this is a show where we bitch, laugh, and chat about all things fitness and wellness related to women and the LGBTQIA plus community. That is what we do. I almost forgot to woohoo. You almost did. I know. I took a breath and like kind of was like pausing and I was like, oh, shoot, that's me. I got to do something. This thing that I just inherently do did not just come (laughs) in that one. I was like, oh no, is she gonna is she gonna woohoo? Is, she, is, is there a woohoo? I threw it to her and she's not taking it. I'm over here like watching plastic bag bags float through the wind. <laughs> yeah. All right. What 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 are we doing? We are talking about what is normal in the context of health and wellness. Like when you're going to your doctor. And so mm-hmm. like when your doctor is like everything looks normal in that like lovely blanket statement hate that statement we're gonna we're gonna dive into what does that actually mean awesome where where do they get that information like how do they determine (laughs) what is normal yeah because i'm sure you've heard that when you're sitting in the doctor's office and they're like yeah everything looks normal and you're like i am far from normal (laughs) it doesn't feel normal but okay yeah exactly all right all right okay so Almost worse than hearing your doctor tell you news diagnoses is getting that that phrase. Mm-hmm. All your tests came back normal. Yeah, I was well, very upset with that. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like, what the fuck is normal? So, in the context of a medical diagnosis, mm-hmm. normal, air quotes, typically refers to the range of values or conditions that are considered when, within the healthy or expected range for a particular parameter or aspect of health. So normal ranges can vary depending on factors such as age, sex, and obviously individual health characteristics. But it's really just like a range. And the doctor has decided that your age, your sex, all of these things, you fall within that range. You're good. You're normal. Great. (laughs) Great. So an example of normal is vital signs. So normal ranges for vital signs like heart rate, blood pressure, respiratory rate, and body temperature are well established based on population data. Deviations from these ranges may indicate potential health issues. Yeah. Makes sense. Perfect example. When you have a temperature, Mm. nine times out of 10, that elevated temperature means that you have the cold or flu, right? Like we, yeah. we know that. And like being kids, it's like, oh, one, you're kind of burning up. Like, okay, you're no longer within the normal range. There right. is an issue. So it's important to note that what is considered normal can vary among individuals and healthcare professionals take into account the overall clinical picture when making diagnoses. Sometimes deviations from the normal range may not necessarily indicate a health problem and additional factors such as an individual's medical history, symptoms, and risk factors are considered in the diagnostic process. Reading is hard for me today. Apparently. Goodness. Okay. It's important for our doctors to not only understand what is normal generally, 
but also specifically what is normal for us. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think, the biggest kicker. Because if you don't have a longstanding relationship with your physician, how will they know what's normal for you? Like, if you're always bebopping around to different physicians, which I know can be hard because, like, it always seems to come. I don't know if you run into this problem, but every time I find a physician I like, they're like, I'm retiring or I'm, like, selling the business. And I'm like, but I just, we were just getting good. For me, I've moved so much Mm. that, like half the time I don't even bother finding a new doctor in my new place <laughs> to be honest you just go to the witch in the forest you're yes. like I you're more stable I mean I always I can always summon you to where I am my primary health care provider is the surreal <laughs> the witch doctor oh I love it okay so Physicians and healthcare professionals assess normal ranges in various areas to monitor and diagnose a person's health. Pretty pretty simple. There are some key areas where normal ranges are commonly considered. Mm-hmm. So you may have heard of these referred to as what we said up, up top, the vital signs. Like yeah. if you're watching any doctor show, <laughs> like take the vitals. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. Like, so it's like, from ER to Grey's Anatomy to like all of them, like those are the things that like they jump right to. It's like, right. you know, BP's falling. The BP is always falling. The BP is always <laughs> falling because if your BP is falling, shit is going wrong because your blood isn't, your heart is not able to keep up and keep pumping blood. That makes sense. Yeah. So it means either you're losing too much blood, there's something wrong with your heart. Mm. Like, so it's always something wrong it's with the heart. Al- yeah, it's always something wrong with the heart. So vital signs, super important. And you should understand what your vital signs are for a multitude of reasons, but especially if you're just somebody who bounces around, you don't have a primary care physician, because sometimes doctors will take your vital signs and be like, well, that's weird, but it might not be weird for you. It just might be weird for them assessing you because they've never done it before. Fair. Yeah. No. So heart rate, the normal range for an adult adult resting heart rate is typically between 60 and 100 beats per minute. 100 seems high for resting. Wow. Some people, they rest people, hard. They rest hard. Body temperature, 98.6. I will say I run a little hotter. No, that's incorrect. I run a little colder. So when my temperature... I tend to be right around like 98.0. So when I actually have a temperature, it's closer to what most people's normal is. Gotcha. So people don't realize like the doctor will be like, oh, your temperature's fine. I'm like, actually, that's a little elevated for me. (laughs) Um, Blood pressure, normal blood pressure. That's BP for those of you who aren't (laughs) in the lingo of all of the doctor shows. Uh, Normal blood pressure is generally around 120 over 80. But it can vary based on age, sex, and individual health factors. So this is one of those yeah. things, as you get older, your blood pressure fluctuates. But generally, for our listening audience, most of us should be 120 over 80, somewhere in there. Nice. Yeah. So <clears throat> blood test, this is one of those ones where, like, your your CBC, if you're mm. in the, you know, get a, get a Chem 7 and a CBC. So CBC mm. is a complete blood count. 
So okay. it it measures um, and evaluates red blood and white blood cell counts, hemoglobin, and platelets. So they look at that as like a holistic kind of thing, not just one of those. Gotcha. Okay. This is one that I think should be probably utilized more. And mm, okay. I think people are learning more about it, but that's our blood glucose. And so that's our blood sugar. Right. And okay. so for us, normal fasting blood levels are typically between 70 and 100 mg slash DL. So it's just like how much sugar is in our blood. Mm-hmm. Obviously for diabetics, they test their blood more regularly. Um, it, it, sugar is both good, your body needs it, and elevated, especially for Americans, mm. because we have so much added sugar to things to make right. them taste good, and it is very addictive. And so our sugar tends to spike and fall much more ah. rapidly. Um, and so it's an important kind of factor when you're talking to your doctor. And if you haven't had like a blood glucose or an A1C to know kind of what you're looking at with that, I highly recommend it. Hmm. Okay. Because yeah, we, we in America, we like our sugar and we have a tendency to have it in a lot of processed things. And so, yeah, this one probably, I, I don't think of as a vital sign, but probably like when a doctor is Mm -hmm. doing, we're going to get into some of our like, more specialized vital signs okay so a lipid panel older folks might have this as more regularly but it's going to be measuring cholesterol levels including your ldl your a your hdl and your kind of total cholesterol so when people are like i have high cholesterol that comes from a lipid panel okay yep liver function tests so assessing liver enzymes and other markers for liver health because liver, your liver filters out all of the toxins. Um, quite it works a, hard for some people. Yeah, it's, it works hard <laughs> for some people. Some more than others. Um, mm-hmm. And so it, it can be a really important thing. And most people probably don't have a ton of liver tests done. Um, you probably I mean, don't yeah. need to. Um, but for, for some, it can be be an important vital sign. There, there. Um, so there's kidney function tests, um, which they measure your like blood, nitrogen, and other like just they they do all these things. They look at like how your your kidneys are filtering out all of your urine and things. Ah. Which when you see like the doctor shows and they're like, "There's blood in the urine," like that's probably wrong with kidney. Yeah, like you perfed a kidney. Um, that's. Doctor shows. I love doctor shows. Um, so then, you know, your analysis. So you're examining the urine for abnormalities such as like extra protein in their blood mm-hmm. and glucose. So okay. yep. yeah, that's where we get some of that. Great, great. Um, vital signs, imaging studies. These we're probably familiar with, right? So X-rays, yeah. CT scans, and MRIs. Um, so we're looking, they're looking for normal findings depending on the specific, specific area being examined. Yeah. Um, so that could be bone structure, organ function, and soft tissue abnormalities. Mm. Okay. Yeah. 
Now we're going to start to get into the fun heart stuff. Ooh. The electrocardiogram or ECG or EKG if you're in the doctor shows. <laughs> is it supposed to be ECG and they call it EKG? Yeah. Um, ECG is like the newer. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So this measures the electrical activity of the heart to assess heart rhythm and identify potential abnormalities. Which like, seems weird to me. Like you're measuring. You're measuring electrical things in my body. Like, yep. it's cool. Like, I know that that's a thing, but it doesn't make sense. Yeah. The so, little electrical impulses in my brain can't compute. <laughs> I'm electric. Um, And then you have, for like kids and babies, you're going to have like those developmental milestones that mm. they're looking for as yeah. part of vital signs. So those Pediatric doctors are going to look for things in their motor skills, language, and social interactions, assessing ranges for like mood, their cognition, their behavior, um, especially in like psychiatric evaluations. Oh, yes. Yes. So you, you know. I feel like there's got to be a wide range for for kids in their milestones. Like. Yeah. One just develops a little differently. Exactly. And so it's important for them to have those as part of their kind of vital sign mm -hmm. because but also it's hard because some like you said some kids just develop at different rates yeah and so it's not necessarily a, a good full picture when you're just using that information right. makes sense um and that's why when you you go to like an emergency department with like a kid mm. they run full panels of everything because I don't know. They don't know. You, mm -hmm. you you know, everybody's a little bit different in how they present. Yeah. And it's like this might be normal for this kid, but it's very different for another kid. And so like they they tend to just order every test. They're like, oh my God. Just do everything. Yeah. I mean that makes sense. Like I've heard that kids who grow up in like a bilingual household their language skills, not that they develop slower, but they develop differently. Mm. So like they're not hitting the milestones that you would normally see with a, a single language household. I don't know. Um, but like once, because they're learning both at once. Right. So like that makes sense. it kind of hits later, but yeah. then they're bilingual. Yeah. But then they're bilingual. <laughs> so like. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, oh, that's really fascinating. Right? So like, fascinating. Yeah, I heard that somewhere. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So like if you don't have that context. Exactly. You're like, oh, this kid can't speak in full sentences. They should definitely be doing that by this age. Yeah. And you're like, well, but wait. But wait. Because they're they actually speak, taking speak. in twice the amount of yeah. information that uh, just a single speaking household yeah. would be giving their kid. Yeah. They can speak partial sentences in two languages. <laughs> So, so there, so they've leveled up <laughs> and then there's the endocrine system. So, um, sometimes vital signs will be evaluating hormone levels such as thyroid hormones, sex hormones, and insulin. Mm -hmm. So it's, there's a lot of things that could be, and that are considered vital signs. And it's important for us as individuals who have control over our own bodies and our health. To understand what those vital signs mean for us in particular. Mm -hmm. So like 
Yeah, it's all great and wonderful to know what like blood pressure is supposed to be. But right. if you don't know what yours is consistently, you'll have no way of advocating for yourself. Right. When your doctor is like, you have high blood pressure. It's like, no, actually, no, I don't. No, that's actually pretty normal. That's pretty normal for me. Yeah. You know. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like, um, like I know our, our, I think our whoops did it and my Fitbit does it now of like, in a, like, I think it's like five categories. It will like track your vital signs, mm -hmm. your vital data and like. I've been wearing it long enough now that it's like, this is outside of your normal range. Like, this what is What are you end. doing? Are you okay? Are you breathing? <laughs> your you respiratory rate seems really low. Which I think is really interesting because it at least, you know, it's probably not the most accurate thing in the world, but it at least gives us an idea of what yeah, it's a jumping seems off normal point. for us. Yeah. Yeah. There are some benefits to those wearable devices, and I do think that they have hoped in a lot of regards because people can very quickly look down and be like wow my heart rate is really elevated yeah. this is outside of its normal range what's going on obviously did i just go run a 5k or like am i sitting here yeah well, i'm just sitting on my couch and all of a sudden my heart rate jumped <laughs> up like what the is going on um and i mean i've read stories where it's like my Apple Watch saved my life because, like, yeah, it triggered when I was having a heart attack and I wouldn't oh. have known because, like, yeah. just sitting there, you're like, I feel a little off, but we all can have those moments. We feel off all the time. Like, that's just baseline. And then it becomes your new normal, right? So, like, how do you how do you then determine? But right. if you have a wearable that's like, <laughs> wait a minute, bells and whistles <laughs> going off. Um, so I do think that there are some benefits around the wearable devices outside yeah. of, like, what we probably think about using them for yeah for sure yeah not that you should necessarily need to go out and buy one but if you yeah. have one it is it is cool to look at that data and see yeah what you can kind of discover from it like i know my my elevated heart rate i know what i can push to when i'm working out and my max is higher because i've been working out and i have pretty good endurance and stamina even in my slightly larger form than I am right now. Um, and I know that I can kind of push my max heart rate, mm -hmm. which based, if you just did the, the general math of like my age times, blah, blah, blah. Right. It should, I should be probably 10 to 15 <laughs> beats per minute lower than what I can push my max to. But that's good for me to know. Right. And it allows me to be like when my doctor's like, mm, I'm like, I actually have pretty good endurance. And like, because I can can consistently hold that higher rate. And so it's just kind of cool because then you can push yourself in the gym. You can do a bunch of other things yeah. without being like, am I dying? And it's like, I'm dying. I think I'm dying. My heart rate is 181, but I know I can actually withstand and hold like 178 to 181 without just passing out. Yeah, which is a pretty high max heart rate. And I can hold that for <laughs> maybe like a minute or two. But I, I mean, yeah, I think our max heart rate is supposed to be at like 175 or 170. Oh, good. Okay. Something like that. No, I don't know. Like, again, max. <laughs> so it's just interesting. And like, yeah. again, without that, we wouldn't know what our normal is. Right. And that's that's the important thing, right? Like, it's all about knowing your medical history. Yeah. So by law, we are entitled to our medical records. 
if we how many of us have those right remember to go get them um so to do that call any healthcare provider you've already seen and ask for an authorization for the release of information form Laws differ from state to state, but most facilities are allowed to charge a reasonable fee for copying and sending records. Keeping your own medical records can help you track what your normal is. We'd love to believe that our physicians review our entire medical record before our appointments, but that is not realistic. They're just, they're just reading a manual of our medical record. Right? Especially if you're me, who never remembers who her doctor was in a previous state that they saw once (laughs) or maybe didn't see at all at their last location. So yeah, so not realistic. Uh, You, however, are in charge of your own health. Yeah, Amber. (laughs) Yes, I know. And having your records easily available will allow you to track trends and communicate what is normal for you to your doctor. For example, your doctor takes your temperature. And it's a little high, say 99.1. But over the last 10 years, that has actually been your temperature at all but one physical. You can let your doctor know that and they can utilize that information rather than trying to figure out what's going on with you. And if you have something going on. Yeah, they're not sitting there being like, I don't think you have the flu. Because you're right. Have a- and you're like, no, actually, that's just, yeah, that's just me. I just run hot. Like, yeah. whatever. I'm- Okay, ninety nine point one might be a little, a little high, high, but but you get the gist. You get the gist. Yeah, a little up, a little down. Maybe that's your norm. Exactly. And instead of wasting time trying to figure out if you're sick, you can move you can just on. Say no, no, that's normal. This is what's actually wrong. Exactly, because like they can get a little lost in the weeds too, right? Because yeah. like that is typically an indicator, and so it's helping your doctor not get lost in the weeds. And going back to couple episodes ago of like really utilizing that time we know they don't have a shit ton of time and so let's not spend our 15 minutes going over things we know are normal for us yeah talking about our abnormally high body temperature exactly no no let's move on let's move on yeah so ultimately the concept of normal is a guideline rather than a strict rule And healthcare professionals use their expertise and judgment to interpret findings in the context of each patient's unique circumstances. Context is important. Context is so important. So what is normal is really relative to you. What is your normal? And so you need to be the person in charge of figuring that out, not your doctor. Good luck, Godspeed. Yes. Go see the witch in the woods. She'll help. Go see the witch in the woods. (laughs) Figure it out, be in charge of your things, and then normal is just a thing for you. There you go. There you go. See? Debunking going to the doctor or making it easy. I mean, within reason. I mean, yeah. If you constantly are bleeding from your eyeballs, that's not normal in any context. Go see your doctor. You mean I shouldn't be bleeding from the ears all the time? (laughs) No, I'm kidding. No, no, <laughs> you should not. We are, we are expecting that our listeners understand. <laughs> You're all smart people. Yeah, exactly. We trust you not to use our, use our words against us. Exactly. Well, awesome. Cool. Keep listening. Yeah, definitely keep listening because it's, man, we're going to, this whole year is going to be so fun. I'm so excited. 
we have a couple i think our next episode is going to be just just a a wow oh good yeah i think it's okay it's going to be one that people can hopefully feel really connected to unfortunately <laughs> because i think it it hits on something that a lot of us feel and mm -hmm. don't know what to do with that fair yeah and i feel like we've all been there and can relate to one another, but it's not something that gets talked about a shit ton. Makes sense. Yeah. So stay tuned. <laughs> Listen in next week. It's yeah, gonna be we're fun. We're not gonna tell you what it is. Yeah. You just no. have to come back. This is called a cliffhanger. Cliffhanger.